what's that new theme music you hear that's right folks welcome back to travolting to travolting yeah with our brand new theme song by our longtime composer and longtime friend michael van bodegum smith entering into era number two the a-list era yeah we're covering uh quentin tarantino's pulp fiction today did you hear that jeff what that ding noise I did not. <laughs> so that ding noise that the audience is going to be hearing, uh, something that we're going to address here is there are a lot of podcasts talking about Pulp Fiction. There are a lot of podcasts where specifically two white dudes talk about Pulp Fiction. Just and a couple of dudes. Being dudes. A couple of dudes talking about Masterpiece Tarantino's Pulp Fiction. <laughs> oh, there's the sound again. So for our audience, we don't want to make this another like two film school white dudes who are douchingly talking about Pulp Fiction because it's not a perfect movie. Yeah, it's not a perfect movie. It's a very good movie. But it's a very good movie. But we are going to be honest about it. Yes. And we're going to try not to be your everyday basically, podcast about this it. podcast is going to be like a quentin tarantino movie and so every time we're, we're going to be promising we're going to be promising you that we're going to do something different but then we're going to kind of just hand you a pastiche of other things that's going to be very good but it's kind of still in the original ballpark of what we said it wasn't going to be. And that's not a slight to Quentin Tarantino. What he does, he does very well. There's another ding. What was John, John Travolta's like input in being approached with the role? Like, Was it something that you got a knock on the door? Once you well, be in this movie, yes, I'm in. Quite literally, it was a knock on the door. Um, except it was Tarantino invited Travolta over to his house. Travolta came. He knocked on the door. He walked in and he said when he saw Tarantino's apartment... He was convinced this was a good idea. Oh, my gosh. Because he said his apartment reminded him of the apartment he was in when he was making movies like what when he was making movies like Saturday Night Fever. He said, like, it's just like, you know, a basic run me down, but you can see there's real passion in it. And this guy has the same like drive that I had back in those days. And he's going to make a good movie out of this. I don't I'm trying to that. picture what that apartment looks like. I don't like. believe it because John Travolta <laughs> says about fucking every movie he does. He, he said he we went to the premiere of Look Who's Talking. And yeah. thought this is going to be a hit, and, and it was it, the biggest movie of his career. <laughs> okay, but it Look wasn't. Who's talking? Yeah, it wasn't a critical hit though. It, it got pretty good reviews. The eh, first one, I can't. It's like a, it's like a fifty-five. Mm. It's like a fifty-five percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, he did have one uh, like quarrel with this movie though that he was worried about. Uh, Travolta says that uh, three times I had set trends, um, which helped where in which he helped like relaunch disco cowboy urban cowboy chic and uh, greaser aesthetics back in the 70s he was worried that uh his performance in this would spawn a battalion of heroin addicted hitmen (laughs) (laughs) he said i never played a drug addict on screen do i really need to shoot up and kill people Uh, honestly that's the level of confidence i want to walk into be like people are gonna love me so much (laughs) that they're gonna start murdering each other and shooting up heroin yeah Uh, he was very convinced that it was a good move for his career, but he wasn't sure if it was a good move for him personally. Uh, it was finally when his wife, Kelly Preston, co-star of The Experts, told him, you need to do this, mm. that Travolta said, I'm going to do this movie. Um, he went through some yeah. fights with the wine scenes, but eventually they committed and letting him make the movie. Harvey Weinstein is later quoted as saying, um, I'm so glad I had the idea to cast John Travolta. Fine cinema. Fine cinema. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jack, Jack Nicholson. Oh, oh man, I didn't. I didn't see you stand over. Okay, next hey, scene. Stuart, how are you doing? No, oh, God, we're not no. going to do this. How are we're you? not, we're not do this. doing that. I'm gonna go wait in the other room. Yeah, thank you. 
Thanks, Jack Nicholson. Are you guys cool if I take a you hit gotta, in you gotta, here? Okay. Go you got to go. cool. beer. It's already humid here. enough in here, so I think it's yeah. Yeah. a little okay. bit of steam. All right, I'm, I'm going to get Jack into the other room, and then we can... Oh, you know, I wrote down. It said I. I wrote is down. Why is there smooth jam? Yeah, yeah, Jack. That's the bathroom right there. Oh my god! <laughs> Thanks, god. I'm trying to have a discussion guys. here. Hey, hey. The only woman in this podcast right now is getting interrupted. I just. I was to gonna. That. I was about to say, Jeff. Let's. We gotta. I'm gonna put <laughs> two more dings there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Becca. Please continue. Covering. Get shorty. Sorry. Wait. Who's <laughs> that coming in, Jeff? What? Who's that walking in right There's now? No one walking in right now. No. No. That was that was Jack Nicholson. No, Jack's not here yet. <laughs> Why you gotta leave me hanging like that? <laughs> That's not how improv works, Jeff. It's yes. It's yes. Yes, yes and. and. Like, it's, it's no period. <laughs> Jeff does it to me a lot. I'll try to do a bit, and he just shuts he just me shuts down. Shuts it down. Come on, Jack. He probably eats like White Castle I mean, or okay, something, okay. and I will not gonna, have it. All right, it's soliloquy time. We're gonna step to the side of the stage here, and br- you, we're gonna break the fourth wall. The Jack Nicholson bit only happens when an actual door opens. Uh, and that's how I explain oh. that a door is opening in this apartment. And that bit probably came alive because we switched locations where we're recording. Yes. And, and now we have doors opening. The last episode we recorded, a door opened a lot. And Danny Vito is so funny in this scene where he's like, all right, let me get into the character. Let me figure out how to do the stare. And it's just like four minutes of Travolta and Danny DeVito staring at each See, other. Like, trying this to look is at exactly Timothy. like the Gene Hagman waking up in the TV bit. No. Yeah. Like, it's exactly. This scene's so funny. This scene's the best scene in the movie. Danny, Danny DeVito is just like, he starts to like, how about this? I and love And like, what are you constipating? I love this scene. This is it my was favorite scene. Li- it was funny for a, a little bit, but it, I just think everything goes. They mm. take it too far. Too, they, I, they, I think they should every, take it even every, further. Every, Every bit, every repetitive bit is like two repetitions too much. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. What if we added four more repetitions but and then we got a five-star movie right but here? But doesn't it make sense because that's Jeff's... Lo- like, Jeff always takes a bit too far, does he not? What else is this podcast sure, but all, Jeff taking a bit too far? We're on episode 24 Whoa, of this podcast. You're right. <laughs> I mean, like... <laughs> <laughs> I do explain this podcast like that. Where are you going, far. Kathy? I'm going to do a podcast. What? <laughs> Mary Grace's friend. You know, it's kind of a like a gaudy bit. <laughs> <laughs> gaudy it's bit. like it took too far. <laughs> <laughs> like, and they're like, what about Stuart? I'm like, I don't know how he got involved. Oh, <laughs> uh, God help me. <laughs> I feel like I'm stuck in like a time loop right now. I think we just, like, with Stuart's just, like, <laughs> with all this, like, John Travolta. Like, Get Shorty, I feel like, is the epitome of what we're doing here with this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> of Absolutely. just. Watching bit after bit after bit, repetition after repetition, and John Travolta just being cool looking and like, oh, but there's John Travolta, he's cool, and then everything else is just kind of like repeating onto onto itself, and it just drives Stuart me has insane. Into the eyes of God, and I'm realizing that I'm like, that's this whole podcast is <laughs> me seeing John Travolta. He's kind of cool, but we're doing the same thing over and over again. Just to- yeah, yeah, that's that's it. Oh man! That's it. Sorry, Stuart. <laughs> wow, the Schumans broke me again. <laughs> wow. Hi. What can I say? All right. Um. Covering broken arrow. 
like I was saying, what separates this from like a, like the seven out of ten action movie, which is to me just like a very a well crafted entertaining movie. Yeah, I'm trying to think of from, comparatives. It's about it's not about the script. Like the script is almost always like you know cookie cutter. It's like a four out of ten script that <laughs> a good director and a good cast elevate the material, understand like the quirks of the script, and make it a good script. I'm trying to think of comparatives. Um, Because I know what you're saying, but John Wick. John Wick is the ultimate comparison. Oh, yeah. John Wick, as a script, is just dude's dog dies, he goes after range. It's like, it's totally competent. It has all of the, it has all the beats. It's of like a perfectly adequate three act structure. A script that Hollywood would be like, yes, this is how you write a script. But it's the direction and the added flair mm. of, of Keanu the, Reeves. That... The script is like, it's like the concrete. It's like totally acceptable concrete. Yeah. It's a good but foundation. It, but it gives the foundation for them to build something really cool on. As opposed to like a really sloppy script, which is cracked concrete. Your building might collapse if you build it on top of it. Which are the sequels. Yes. I mean, <laughs> well, like, the John Wick sequels are great. This John Wick sequel... Uh, John Wick 2 is the best one. I, I I disagree, only in the sense that I agree very much with what you said on the um, first one. Mm-hmm. That it's very much... It is a cookie-cutter action movie script that's given flair with its direction and cast. Mm-hmm. I felt like it, it almost did way better for its own good. Mm-hmm. John, this, John Wick it, was an unexpected smash hit. Covering Phenomenon. Yeah, Adam, I'm curious. What is your connection to Phenomenon? What is it that um, had you very intrigued by this? I just Some of my earliest memories are watching this movie. Really? Um, yeah. Um, my dad, for some reason, has always had a uh, fascination with anything about telekinesis. Um, so as a child, I just watched Carrie and Phenomenon a lot. Um Two John Travolta's. Yeah, that is true. So this this fascination with telekinesis. Um, we gotta we gotta we gotta we yeah. gotta wheel back and dive into this um, one. <laughs> um, uh, well, it, uh, when I was little, um, I would see my dad staring at a lamp with uh, you know a dangly little mm. thing to turn it on and off, and um, I'd say, "What are you doing?" And he said, "Trying to make it move." And I'm like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah, if you're ever, you know, bored, just why don't you just stare at anything <laughs> dangling, anything that looks like it's easy to move and just try to move it. Was this fascination with telekinesis spawned from Phenomenon or was this a byproduct of that? Um, my fascination with telekinesis yes. came from Phenomenon. Absolutely. My dad's, I really don't know. <laughs> no context. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the movie. Yes, that is the movie. That is phenomenal let's start talking about fucking trees now all right (laughs) so going back do you remember when uh george first gets really upset and he's hoeing his garden Mm. like really angrily this is when he's in like his bathrobe he's disheveled and all that stuff yeah Yeah. this is like halfway through the movie um it might be it's the very first time he gets really upset and he's doing that um i think it's before the mirror is it before the mirror yeah yeah, it's before the mirror yeah yeah so um but then he looks up at the trees, and they're just swaying. You just see the swaying trees. And then he starts to sway with the trees, and his eyes close, and he calms down. And that's the only time that the score for the movie works, is whenever they show the trees. Um, 
Then they show the trees again. There might be a moment in between it, but when he's dying on the hospital bed, he looks out the window and sees the trees. Mm-hmm. Calms yeah, down again. Lace under a tree. Yes, but um, you're wondering. They keep, they keep showing these trees and that it's are the same swaying back and forth. They're swaying back and forth. They're significant. Then he asks Lace just before they have sex, um, like, how did you hold your baby? What did you do to calm your baby? And she sways back and forth exactly like the trees. Sways back and forth exactly like the trees were swaying back and forth. And that music plays. It's the interconnectedness between us and nature. It's beautiful. gave me goosebumps. Then, when he dies... Lace she has the trees kid. sway again. The tree, look, we see the trees swaying. All of that is great. <laughs> All of that is wonderful. If the movie had paid 5% more attention to that, it would have yeah. made this a movie a, a fucking it's, banger. Yeah. It's very subtle. I, I yeah. really like the tree because he has the whole monologue about, like, you know, those trees that are interconnected with the root system. Covering Michael. There's like a short little clip before this where we, it's like at night and we're Ed in the motel with the old lady. Yes. And the camera's moving across like the bed and we see her. And then eventually we leave the bed and we're, camera's facing the ground yeah. of the motel oh, yeah. floor. And there's a pair. And then we see a pair of two feet and snoring sound effects. Yes. Signifying that this, whoever this person is, is sleeping, sleeping standing, standing up. up. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Great shit. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, this is when they're in the motel with the old lady. He's like, but where? where? And she's like right there. And he's like, oh, oh above, my room. above my room. And then they kiss and make out and have sex. And then it's like, you want to go to my room? It's like, actually, you can come to my room. Yeah. So he goes to her room and then they have sex. And then at the same time, Michael's Michael, dancing around with another girl. With a wait, with waitress, from, waitress. The, from the bar. Yeah. And then they have sex. And then they have sex. And then we cut to Robert Pastorelli. <laughs> She's walking around with Sparky. Poor guy. And <laughs> he gets in. Listen. He, he, it's established he has a wife who he loves very much. I think of all scenes we well, should choose to not talk about in the podcast. Well, I, sh- I think we should well, not talk well, about this scene because it might disturb some of our Here, listeners. He, he lays in the bed with Sparky. No, and, Jeff. And no, I really I think we should just not, skip oh, this scene. And, no, and for, really and, for, and for a second, <laughs> I'm just like, is he about to fuck that dog? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was hearing the up and the over. You know? It's like very established that the other two. Yeah. Well, you know who else was also considered for this role? The, the William Hurt role. Hurt role? Yes. What? 
Jack Nicholson, who, as we know, has been living with me for a few weeks now. He's on vacation right now, unfortunately, so I can't yeah. I can't um, have him come in and talk about his audition process for this movie. But he'll be back in time for our Welcome to Hollywood episode, I've been led to believe. Um, but then he, I think he's moving out afterward. Um, Bam. I can try and get him on the phone if we want to hear him uh, talk about... Uh, <laughs> Let me let me see if I can get him on to ask him about uh, about Michael. You're not doing this, right, Michael? Are we doing this? Are All we right. doing this bit right now, Jeff? <laughs> uh, oh my God, he's five, actually four, gonna do this. One, three, oh, yep. two, five, 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 six, seven. Ring, 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 ring. Hey guys, how you doing? Hey, uh, Jack. We're just reading you that. Wait, Jeff, you Jeff wait a second. You've got to go back up to the mic if you're going to talk in your normal voice. I don't know what you're, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking in my normal... You're holding Jack up, okay? Okay. All right. What's Jack saying? What, what do you got? What do you want? What do you want? Um, you're on a beach. Jack, we need to know, did you audition for the 1996 film, Michael, uh, to play the role played by Bill Hurt? Yeah, that bastard Bill Hurt took my role. I was going to play it with some real verve to it. You know, I was going to rub another man's rhubarb. Now I got to get back to the beach. I got a few dames waiting for me. All right, thanks, Chad. We just wanted this this confirmation. Uh, that was... Uh, we, got us, we got him in on that one. Um, I'm going to let him enjoy his vacation. What the <laughs> fuck was that bit? <laughs> that was just, what? <laughs> What? <laughs> that was a bit. That was a phone call with my roommate. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, so anyway, so I've seen some weird Jeff stuff over the day, but I, I don't know. <laughs> that was like you paused the whole fucking podcast <laughs> to do a phone call with Jack Nicholson <laughs> by just getting this far away from the no. mic. Well, it was an actual phone call. We all know it. Anyway, they're in. They're in court, <laughs> covering face off. So Jeff, how was your week? Um, my week was uh, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lovely week with my girlfriend Becca. Mm-hmm. Um, we sat and watched a couple movies together. Um, Travel to movies, as yes. you as you know. Um, so you so you guys watched Face Off and uh, yeah, yeah, we watched Face Off. We watched a couple other <coughs> Travel to movies that you know yourself and yeah. m- myself will will cover in the future. But uh, great, and you know, working on PD has been, mm-hmm. you know, its own thing as well. Yeah, the, um, the show I'm the show I'm working on has been long hours. But. Well, you're working with like you're working in a really cool position though. Where you're working with yeah. a lot of different stars and folks, right? Yeah, I'm keeping it on the DL uh, for obvious reasons. Yeah, absolutely, as yeah. you should. You know, it, it's a it's a nice job, but you want to mm-hmm. keep it professional as you should. Yeah. But anyway, anyway. Aside, aside from our jobs, aside from um, our jobs, we're joined today by a very special guest, as you said in the intro. Uh, Matt Abalde's back. Hey, Matt. Hello. Good, good old friend I've of mine. Returned, yes. I've returned to more bits. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to my uh, original thought. Yes. Um, I am the original creator of this, so, so, and it's been it's been great having you back. So, Matt, you were our first guest on the show back in the old days of Carrie. Oh, Carrie. Oh, God, uh, yeah. You remember how much you liked uh, John Travolta's hair in Carrie, yes. Stewart? I, it was the best hair in that movie. It's still up near the top of my hair rank. You know, I, that was like the dawn of our hair ranking report, mm-hmm. which you started. Yes, and it's really caught on super well. Like, how looking back, Stuart, how how are you thinking about the hair ranking? Yeah. Well, you know, it started as a bit originally. I wasn't sure if we were going to keep doing it, but I just think it's a fun, like, continual thread to have on this show. 
Yeah. Um, and yeah. one we're going to continue today with uh, with taking our faces off. Right. Because we are covering... Face off. Face off. Off. I'd like to take his face off. I'd like to take his face off. Yeah, Jeff, you're really good at impressions. Uh, I, I, I do my best. It's going to be a tough one. <laughs> so... Yeah, Stuart, it, it kind of looks like you're taking your face off right now. You're, I mean, Jeff, you look like you're taking your face What'd off. What'd you just right call now. me? Uh, you, well, you know, this movie's about swapping faces, so I was just making a joke about it as if you were Stuart instead of Jeff, which you are. Right. Anyway, face off. <laughs> uh, Jeff, do you want to dive face into off. Jeff, do you want to dive into the context corner on this one? <laughs> well, remember our phone call we had last night, Stu, yeah. where oh, we yeah. sw- we decided, you know, because we're doing this bit where we're swapping roles, that, yeah. that myself, Jeff Sweeney, is, I'm going to be the engineer. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about with bits. We're not doing one right now. Well, uh, what I'm saying is, it's like you know, we're doing this strategy for this episode that. Oh yeah, we're, we're going to swap. You guys we're took each sw- other's faces off. Yes. Well, what it is, it's like me, Jeff Sweeney. I'm going to be taking your role, Stewart's yes. role being the engineer and doing all these things yeah, Whereas I mean, I'm, you, still, I'm Stuart, still turning the dials you're gonna be you're gonna do the jeff sweeney role where you're gonna do the context corner you got the laptop next to you okay which is weird because i don't think like you know because i don't have an audio engineering background yeah and you're trusting me to do like a good audio recording podcast yeah. which you have an audio background at least a little bit yeah not not a not a bachelor of science i mean i do yeah yeah um <laughs> Um, and then he looks over and sees his his dead body. His dead body. And do you know what happens? He gets resurrected. He gets resurrected. He is resurrected like Lazarus. Also a spear. Or like Jesus from the cave. It, Jeff, uh, or yeah. Stu, I'm just going to keep going into this Jesus metaphor with yeah. you. And that is when Jesus was crucified, you know what they did? Yeah. They stabbed him in the side. Yeah. And blood and water came out with yeah. a spear. Yep. How did... How did Castro Troy die with a spear. Yep. He died for the sins After of humanity. He dies for the sins of humanity and then is resurrected to make a family whole again. By sacrificing his flesh and blood. Yeah, he, he literally sacrifices his flesh. You picking up what I'm putting down? Just do. But then, <laughs> yeah. But then, um, but then, he but gets, then he gets all his... the FBI agents are like, "We'll gather the best doctors." To, like... <laughs> they succeed. <laughs> Covering primary colors, right? Um, um, or the the girl who might ha- be have his child, and rather than oh, Stuart, the door just open. Are you, are you seeing this? Oh my God, Stuart! Look who's walking in the room. Don't look who's walking. Stuart, just turn around. Look, look. What? It's former President Bill Clinton. No. <laughs> yes, Bill, come on over. He's he's considering subletting Jack's room. Uh, come on. Hey, how how are you guys? Stuart, uh, how are you? I I don't have a response I'll, to this. I'll, I'm a big fan of your show. Bill, I'm glad you're... Stuart's being very rude right now and not responding to you. Uh, I'm glad you're a big fan of our show. Do you want to take a seat for a second? Uh, we're actually talking about a movie involving you. Oh, is that, is that the truth? What, what's the film called? It's called Primary Colors. Uh, I have not seen that film. You haven't seen it? I have not. 
Stuart, do you have any do you have any questions for Bill uh, before I I get into this? Stuart, you're being very disrespectful to the former president of the United States. Oh, it's all right. I'm just I'm just here to to hang. Hi, hi, Stuart. Hi, Stuart. Stuart. Oh, see, see, see one of them deaf, deaf mutes. Stuart, can I, can I, can I see your vape? Please, Stuart. Please, God. Please, God, get me out. Help. Hey, Stuart. Can I see that vape? I, I promise I won't hail. Here you go, Bill. Oh, thanks. Thank you very much. Oh, that feels that feels really good, you know. Oh, so what? What's this film about? What's it about? Well, it's it's about the '92 campaign. I don't remember much about that time. I remember uh. There was me and some ladies and uh, some dank kush, as I think what they called it at the time. And uh, Hillary did a lot of talking, and I just hung around and played the saxophone. Uh, really? That's that's what you remember from the time? Uh, that's what I remember. Oh, so I guess you really don't have any insights into this movie. Oh, no, there's a thick cloud going around my time at that. Uh, I do not recall much. Uh, this is, this is t- disappointing, Stuart. Don't you agree? Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's very disappointing. Bill doesn't have more insights. It might just, Bill. Like, are, you, do you, are you just nervous that you don't want to talk because Stuart's just not uh, into your visit right now to our show? Uh, I have no problems with Stuart. He seems like a nice guy. I've really enjoyed his insights on the the phenomenon episode. So you have been listening actively. I have. I like John Travolta. Invited him to the White House once. He, he said no. Well, that's very disrespectful of him. Why did he say no? Oh, I think it had something to do with this film. Uh, I didn't. I think I saw the film and I thought he was great, and he just didn't want to come. Oh, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> well, anyway, Bill, I don't want to hold you. I know you're here to check out Jack's room. Uh, it's right down there. Just don't avoid the beer cans on the floor, and you know. Check it out and let me know if you want to move in. I think it would be real fun. Oh, thank, thank you very much. Thank you, uh, Stuart. Thanks for having me on the show. It was a real honor, real privilege. I'm going to go check this room out. Uh, if I'm interested, I'll email you. Yeah, thank, thanks, thanks, Bill. Uh, pleasure. Can you believe that, Stuart? The former president of the United States just popped by our podcast. This is our, we're gonna, this is our biggest get yet. Jeff. Yeah? How long have we known each other for? Uh, like three or four years at this point. Three or four years. Have I ever done anything to wrong you? <laughs> what? Have I, I have ever, never done any... No, just, what? Just, like, of any grievance. Like, if I ever said something... Oh, Bill, Bill, the door's right over there. Oh, my God. Fuck. Okay. Like, I just... What can I do to be better? What? What can I do to be better to you? You're already perfect. Like, that... That was ten minutes. That was not ten minutes. I'm pretty sure that was... was not ten minutes. I'm pretty sure that was like... That was absolutely not ten minutes. It might have been five. Bill had a five-minute window to come in and talk. You know, he he's checking out some other apartments in the area, too. 
I think, uh... Bill, why don't you just stay in your house? Oh, Hillary kicked me out. Oh. I don't know about that. (laughs) Anyway. uh, When it gets back to the movie, uh, where do we leave off? Before uh, Bill stopped by to check out the room. Oh, yeah, it was the the affair thing with the, the girl. So... Hold on one yeah. second. <laughs> so, Wait, hold on. So, so hold the Henry, hold the phone. Henry and the lawyer. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. We. we what, Jeff? Yeah. Bill Clinton's not moving in. Well, he's he's looking at the room. I know, but he's not moving in. This is my environment. You don't control my sublet ability, Jeff. Yes. We already had Jack Nicholson live with us. And he's moving out next week. I gotta find. We I gotta are, find some from that room. We are not. Cost of living's high. Another celebrity <laughs> living with us. I, he probably won't take it. You know, it's, it's just an offer. <laughs> it's just an offer. We'll see next week. <laughs> we'll see next week if it was just an offer. Yes. Yes, you, yes, we will. It was just an offer. All right. So the sex scandal. Yes. The second one of the movie. Yeah. So <laughs> just give me death eyes right now. That, I can't, I don't know what you expect me to do the rest of the podcast. <laughs> what do you, what do you, just tell me. You're what just you, really starstruck. Tell me what you want me to You're do. You're really starstruck. Just tell me what you want me to do. Because I don't know what to do. Act like nothing happened. Act you know, like nothing you, happened. You know, when you see like someone famous like that, and you meet, you know, you just gotta play it off. You gotta play cool. I know you're starstruck. I know you're a fan. You just gotta move on. So, the sex scandal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The sex scandal. <laughs> so they send Henry and a, a lawyer named Howard, who's like been in present throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone has like you don't really learn what this guy does besides just being a lawyer, right? And they send them to uh, to Willie's barbecue because mm-hmm. Willie just said, "I just want to talk to Jack about it," right? And this is kind of just showing like the the sliminess of it all that like even his own friend he's sending a lawyer and his campaign manager to deal with it, and they like slide the guy an NDA and all these documents. And they're like, "Your daughter will have to have a blood test or not a it's a it's." And he's like, that's some sort of procedure. I can't remember the name, but it's like they're gonna essentially stab her with a needle into the into her womb, draw blood from the fetus, and then compare it with his to see if it's actually his child. Yep. Um, and he's like, do you want to stab my daughter with a? Jack wants to. I just want to talk to Jack. And like, you're not talking to Jack. This is how it's getting handled. And then if he's the father, pay you guys off. We'll provide for the kid. We want to take care of him. And Henry is really disillusioned by this. Yeah. He just, you know, he's like, that was so slimy. I felt so bad. Like, this is a friend of Jack. And he just, the second he presented a problem to his campaign, tossed to the side like that. Feels very familiar. Feels very familiar. Yes. Yeah. How so? I mean, with real life events. Yeah. Yeah. With with the things we've heard, yes, about it happens said, a lot. Said campaigns, yes. You seem defeated but right now. I really don't know how you want me to continue with this podcast. Well, we just got to do that. it normally. I, I, um, 
really broke me. <laughs> that really just <laughs> really broke you. I was doing all right today. You're doing all right. You know, I went out with a couple of friends last night, mm-hmm. got pretty hammered. I, I'm like running on four hours of sleep yeah. right now. But even then I came here and I was excited that this is a good conversation I, so far. I, I don't kill. I have it. a good conversation with my best friend and, and in the middle of it, um, I get an this unexpected visitor. An unexpected visitor, indeed, <laughs> shows up and just. <sighs> I mean, he hijacked the podcast for a few minutes, but uh... yeah. So, are you just gonna leave this silent right now? No. Can we pause? Pause. Can we pause? Do you want to pause? Can we pause? Okay. Okay. I'm just going to, we're going to pause. So, the um, baby, the baby uh, the situation, baby, the baby yep. situation. Yeah, we just talked about how it leaves Henry very disillusioned. You know, mm-hmm. he sees that you know they're casting this friend to aside. They're going to make his daughter go through this invasive medical procedure. Who mm-hmm. like pops up in ABC and is like, oh, or whatever. I don't watch ABC. <laughs> We're millennials. We don't watch the news. Yeah, I don't watch. I don't have cable. I don't have cable either. Yeah, but uh, Livy, if you have cable. You're probably one of those fucking tools who also gets White Castle. And we <laughs> cannot fucking stand White Castle on this show. Oh if God. you're a listener who... I'm bringing the White Castle bit back, Jeff. Mm. Fuck everybody who likes White Castle. Yes. Fuck everybody who likes White Castle. <laughs> and She's getting furious right now. I just... like. It dawned on me that there are people... Who eat White Castle. Who eat... White Castle. Yeah. And I don't want to name names. I don't want to point <laughs> fingers. But like you people are the same folks who should be rotting in hell. <laughs> and you deserve to be curb stomped and you don't deserve to have taste buds in some, your life. I'm going to get some White Castle. You know, some people have chronic illnesses or they suffer diseases where they lose their sense of taste and smell. You should honestly fucking donate your taste buds to yeah. that person because you obviously have no sense of taste. Mm-hmm. So fuck you and the White Castle horse you rode in on. Anyway, anyway Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. <laughs> she comes in in her first scene, and it's just owning the movie immediately. Oh, she okay. got nominated for this, and I Is am there not surprised. A, like, covering "Welcome to Hollywood." Huh? 
So anyway, John Travolta. Yes. <laughs> so John Travolta. Yes. Jeff, I, I, I want to preface us going into this podcast in letting the audience know that I was told by Jeff which movie I'd be doing. I didn't get yes. to choose. And I went in on the preface of i'm not going to google this movie in any way shape or form so i thought and i i didn't know anything about like how you operated this podcast if he has to be a star or if it's just any movie he's in so i went into this thinking we're going to go watch a john travolta movie and when i see him pop up in the first 10 <laughs> seconds and then just fuck off into the ether <laughs> until the end of the movie i wanted to slap the shit out of you because i had no idea what i was getting into see dave we're recording this on my birthday weekend, and I was like, I could make him cover a good movie. And I was like, we're we're not gonna have a lot of time, so I wanted to make it a slight. I didn't want to make like the thin red line. Which he is he three was going, hours he long. was going to give me the thin red line. I was gonna give you the thin red line originally. Oh my! God. But then I was like, yeah, I'll make it a shorter movie. And I was like, this just sounds like some some like Dave content. I don't know why, but something about the description of I'm mad, like an indie filmmaker. He he appeared on screen talking, and then he dis- disappeared, and I just went, "Jeff, is that it? Is that <laughs> Jeff?" And then I chuckled to myself and pulled my pipe out and uh, <laughs> and put my bathrobe on like, and sat just, by the fireplace and laughed did to you myself. Just wrote me into watching this movie with a 10 second two line John Travolta cameo. Hey, hey, three lines. He has a line at the end of the movie. Covering the Thin Red Line. Enjoy the episode. I remember the days back when I was on the beach. When we took the hill. And then we defended the hill. And I think back on those. And the woman I left behind. And whether the end of the day was it all worth it what did we accomplish why was i there why were any of us there all right welcome folks to our episode on the thin red line uh Uh, not the intro i thought we were going to start with but Uh, i was going to say like hey jeff what color is that chair that you're sitting in right now the chair was red and the room was blue we were there Covering a John Travolta film. But I, I spent the whole time wondering, why? Why were we here? Why would we commit 33 episodes to John Travolta? What was I doing with my life? Could I never return to those quiet, sunlit days back in Pennsylvania? I would never know. Like, But I, I was here now. I don't even want to stop you. <laughs> You're like... Are we going to do the whole podcast like <laughs> What this? if we did the whole episode in monologue? Terrence Malick monologue. Uh, so yeah, folks, we're covering yeah. The Thin Red yeah, Line, 1998, directed by Terrence Malick. Covering the general's daughter. What was that opening song? Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm talking yes. about, right? I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, uh, it's listed in here. Oh, God, you're, you're playing it. <laughs> Oh yeah, this. It's kind of a banger, though. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Oh, then the Halo theme song pops up <laughs> on my phone. Hold on, I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna have to cut this out. No, cut. just leave it in. Crit- fair use criticism. <laughs> this is where we're at in the show right now. <laughs> just but like, can we talk? And the rooster crows, Tina. And the rooster crows, Tina. 
<laughs> this is the opening song yes. of the movie. I once kind of just went like, is this movie going to be good? I was like kind of hitting it too. Yeah. I was like... But I, I actually kind of like... Uh, he's going through it. <laughs> I mean, it just does the same yeah. like little drum beat the entire time, but it's mm -hmm. like... And that and it like cuts back and forth with this song and like Travolta like pulling up to like the base where he's about to yeah. do the investigation and it's got Cromwell like uh in, in the, like the hall and he's like yeah. I respect all my soldiers and I'm like all right let's go you get fired up for the general's dawn <laughs> literally like it, yeah. it very quickly loses that energy. Yes, it does have it for about five minutes. Great opening song. But, yeah, but I, we see James Woods. I was just like, this guy's this guy. You, He's you a bad guy. You don't cast James Woods in your movie. <laughs> and then have him in this scene giving that slimy look, unless he's involved somehow. <laughs> they Shocker. He's he is involved. involved. <laughs> Spoiler alert. He's involved in various ways yes. in this movie. But uh, at this point, I wrote down in my notes, uh, if this movie has a discount Michael Bay vibe going on. Covering Battlefield Earth. In the year 3000, the Earth has been taken over by the Cyclons. One man will rise up and fight them. This is the saga of Johnny Good Boy Tyler. Yeah, that's the actual pitch of Battlefield Earth. Uh. <laughs> no, I think the pitch of Battlefield Earth was, um, who was the it, who was the initial like pitcher in this? Like, was it the writer? Or uh, was... No, this this was a, a John Travolta from oh. Inception. Who's to walking in the executive uh, John pitcher? Travolta? Okay, so John, here, here's how the pitch went, guys. You ready for this? John Travolta walks into the boardroom of executives for entertainment, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, what do you got for us, Travolta? Be like, guys, here's what I got. He starts to unbuckle his pants. People start. <laughs> <laughs> People start to get very uncomfortable. They're like, whoa, 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 John, what are you doing? It's like, no, 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 just get, give me a second, give me a second. Totally pulls down his pants, hops up on the conference room table takes the nastiest shit right in front of them <laughs> without breaking eye contact and his John Travolta blinkless smile. Yeah, no the the no broken eye contact, that's important. Yeah. And then after it's done, after thirty seconds of shitting has been <laughs> commenced, he then gets off the table. It's still there, moist and wet. And oh. then he looks at them Pulls his pants up. Doesn't wipe, by the way. <laughs> he hasn't wiped. Buckles his pants back up. Says, Battlefield Earth. <laughs> yep, folks. This week we're covering Battlefield Earth. Battlefield Earth! Thank you for listening to our Scientology orientation episode last week. Oh, it's going to provide the important God. context that going into this. That was last week. That was last week. Oh, Jesus. Wait, that actually is important context. Do we have the info on the budget of artificial hair used in this movie? I would say twenty percent of the budget. Yeah, easily was hair. Those headpieces are huge. Um, I'm just I'm looking through like photos of like John Travolta with his hair. And folks, oh, it's burned into my brain. I do not need a photo <laughs> reference. Like, well, first off, like he has like a prosthetic head extension. Yes. Yeah. 
And then they put the hair over that like head extension. So it's like he looks like a lion, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he has like a mane practically. <laughs> and then with the long hair. Still with like basically like a human sized beard, but then like a bottom portion of it like falls off, like yeah. is really long. Like it's not like he, his full neck face. beard. Like he has a long neck beard, but he doesn't have like he has a, like a little goatee. Yeah, but he doesn't he have is. like like in terms of his face and his cheeks and his lip, like that's not long. Yeah, like that one, like that's like trim, like it's like trimmed uh, facial hair. So it, like, look at this, like you see, like how like this is yeah. all trimmed up, but then he's got the weird <laughs> neck beard shit going on. You're right. These cyclos shave. These cyclos shave, <laughs> and I imagine they use, uh, you know. Gillette or whatever, but yeah. So, so the hair in this is an abomination, yeah. <laughs> and that is putting it in the best possible way. Um, if this doesn't go to the very bottom, I'll be very surprised. What do you think? I I need I need I need a second to like just explain the audience so let me have a donut here <laughs> well, i think we've broken stewart <laughs> all right so <laughs> he looks like a lion <laughs> his beard is like halfway between trimmed and growing out he's got the prop head extensions bullshit going on yeah it just makes him look big <laughs> Like, you know, like we talk about... He's in, sizable. Yeah, he's very sizable. <laughs> he's like, there isn't like an isolated head of John Travolta. It's like, it's all attached to like, he's got like six inches of hair to his right and left, five inches of head and hair up on top, and then he's got the beard yeah. that goes down. Plus, he, you count the armor that accentuates his look. Like, he just looks... Like, when they big. shoot him, he fills the frame. Yes. And then I don't, that's not necessarily a stylistic choice. It's just hard to frame without him and being like, the majority of the shot. Yeah. Again, to go back, I, I'm, no, I'm extending this hair ranking out a little bit and I'm talking a little bit more than just the hair. But, like, what, obvi- what confused me a lot was what you just said, Becca. How, like, yeah, there are people who clearly were in the prosthetic makeup chair yeah. for their look and then ones who did not. Like, why are half, not even half, I would say, like, 75% are in facial prosthetics, and then yeah. Forrest Whitaker and John Travolta. It's like the, they wanted the aliens to look like aliens, but they're like, you know, John and Forrest, they got to have that, that face recognition on the poster. And there really isn't a consistency, because there's that like really like gobbly neck guy. Yeah, they all look different. They do. Yeah. It's a diverse cyclo race. <laughs> so let, let's see the hair ranking. Let's see the list. Let's see it. Um. Put it below the experts. It's going at the very bottom. It's going at the We have a bottom. new loser, folks. Uh, Battlefield Earth is wow. the worst hair style I have ever seen. John Arguably Travolta. in film, maybe? And this is like where we haven't really talked about the acting in this movie. But I think this <laughs> is really a haven't. great scene. What acting? I think this is a great <laughs> scene to like highlight how how amazing everybody is. <laughs> Nobody is without sin in this movie. Yeah. And yeah. here's the thing. I, I said this to you guys last night. Like, you know, we've watched some pretty bad John Travolta movies. And a lot of those, it's like they're bad just because, like, you know, they're either not original or, like, they don't know what kind first of movie they are, first-time yeah. directors. 
And oftentimes, like, John Travolta's putting his all in those movies. Yeah. Like, he's he's usually not the problem. Yeah. John Travolta is, is very much the problem. He is the problem he with this movie. Down prob- to well, production, to screenwriting, to oh, director, to acting. To <laughs> acting. Because, again, we just talked about the, ah, oh, yes, my liege. Yeah. And, he, like, literally how he talks that way. Yeah. But then, like, the scene where... Half li- of his dialogue is him laughing maniacally. Yeah. Okay. There's like a scene uh, in the cantina from hell. Yes. Where he's like, oh, like you won't tell them about um, my little thing or what? Like the bartender's doing something illegal yeah. or something. Oh, Bar- my God. And he's like, oh, no, I, 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 I'll don't worry, friend. I will not file the report. It's like, oh, thank you. Because I already have. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? What is this? He does it too yeah. with the bartender, but he's just like, perhaps you said, this is the very end yeah. of the movie, but he's doing that weird voice again. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, perhaps you told someone about my plans. And Forrest Whitaker is just like, nah, dude, I didn't do anything. And he goes, well, maybe you'll talk to pulls out the head of the bartender the bartender <laughs> he literally says the barkeep or something like that and there's a, a, a scene later in the movie where like it's like uh john, john travolta and barry pepper and he's like threatening to kill one of his friends he's like no no no, please like don't kill him don't kill him he's like all right just this once I won't kill him. And there's a lot do. of time that we simmer and, in that moment. Yeah. And then he hands the gun to Forrest Whitaker, and he's like, what are you doing? It's like, I said I wouldn't kill him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that happens again in the bartender scene at yes. the beginning. Because he, after he says, like, I've already filed. Like, the bartender's like, you wouldn't have done that to your friend. And he's like, no, I wouldn't. Because I'm not your <laughs> friend. <laughs> This happens like five times in the movie where he does this. Lo- I would say twenty-five times in the That's movie. That's because this Turl is evil. <laughs> He's so, so uh, all right. So learning center. Yeah. Let's get so to he learning puts him center. in a learning center. He like straps him in this chair, and the most insane possible thing happens: a CGI hologram oh. of this alien pops up. He sounds like Eeyore. <laughs> he's like, he's like, hi, I am from another planet. The Cyclos took over my people. I am probably dead when you are watching this, but I was contracted to make this educational video. <laughs> and he's like, I will put all of the knowledge of the Cyclo into your brain. Yeah, that <laughs> the was... The hologram disappears. Incomprehensible. No context. And then... They start like Irina Spalcoing knowledge right into his fucking eyeballs. <laughs> Why? Well, first question: What was the whole point of the alien? Yeah, <laughs> what well, was he? It's <laughs> like what you want. It's like the Severus Snape thing from Harry Potter: Half of the Prince. It's like I shall attempt to penetrate your mind. Yeah. You shall attempt to resist. <laughs> Prepare yourself. <laughs> this fucking alien be like, I will put knowledge in your head. <laughs> And they just start, start fucking zapping it right through his eyeballs. And he's like, <laughs> and they pull him away. And he now understands like, Cyclops. He's like, hey, hey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he walks, he's like, do you understand me? <laughs> my God, Stuart. That's exactly oh God. what happens. Oh. 
We we need a a Stuart does the sound effects for the learning room scene. Oh my god! Yeah, and this is easily he tries to have a rat in his mouth too. Right? Doesn't he do that? Yeah. He brings a rat into the room. He's like, "Eat the rat, you eat the rat." Do you understand me? No, it doesn't work. They go. The machine says. <laughs> the, there's, there's, there's also like after the learning room there's actually like a bunch of like humans enter the room somehow i don't know where they come yeah, from all these humans show up and they're like you're becoming too close with the cycle he's like i must learn and he goes like, back turn in. it back on well, yeah no, they don't turn it off they like get him out of the beam yeah they get him out of the beam and he's like what's happening he's like, it's like a machine that like teaches you their knowledge it's a bunch of numbers and math it's like i need to know more it's a my it's our way to defeat them so he puts his line of sight back into the yeah. beam. He's like, <laughs> and the dudes are just like, "Whoa!" Leave the room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I wrote down. I'm like, I just keep shouting, "Who is this people? Who are? Who is this guy? Who is this all person?" These, there's all these characters who keep popping up. I have no idea who any of them are. They will have an emotional send off of Turtle shooting them straight in the face, and everyone will have the slow motion. No, and I'm like, "Who is this person? <laughs> I have no this idea. Is who the this first is. time I've seen them." Covering swordfish. The misdirections are also stupid. Yes. <laughs> but they're also badass. Like, who who went to the theaters and was like, wouldn't it be cool if as they used the bus a four, was... If they use a 30-year-old movie to make us think yeah. that they're gonna... Or, like, or who was like, wow, it's a heist film, you know, they always gotta get away. But who was like, they're gonna get away, but in the most ridiculous way possible. <laughs> a helicopter picks the bus up and flies into downtown Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like they're 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 not even like poorly, not even like well planned at all because they're hardly able to get around the buildings. At one point, they smash through a billboard and two of the fucking cables snap. So it turns <laughs> out the one thing Gabriel couldn't predict <laughs> were the wind, wind patterns in Los Angeles, <laughs> and so so what the helicopter pilot does. Welcome back to Travolting, baby. Covering Austin Powers in gold member, Obi-Hay. With special guest, Alex the Shagadelic Wilson. Oh, thank you, darling. <laughs> <laughs> With special guest, Alex the Shagmaster Wilson, baby. I've been known to shag a few in my day. Thank you. <laughs> Enjoy the episode, baby. <laughs> so do we cut or we just go right into it? We're just going to jump. And then it turns into... Uh, who, who just walked in? I can't see anyone. I, oh, I see... Stuart, look, look who's here. Look who's here. It's Mini Stewart. <laughs> there he is. He's coming around. I couldn't see him behind the couch. There he is. E. 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 <laughs> Mini Stewart. S. S. Wait, wait, hang on. Can we just also, e. I think, I think e. why I also. Hi, Stuart, can you tell your little self to stop dry humping my leg? 
Get the spray get, bottle. Get, get the someone sp- get the spray bottle. <laughs> e, e. I just realized because you're doing the EEs that the reason the Danny DeVito impression stands out so hard because he's fully talking. Like, <laughs> Danny DeVito doesn't say a fucking word. He just says EE for three movies and then, e, e. hey, I'm fucking reading me. Like, ah. <laughs> How did I miss that? Oh, God. All right. And then, so uh, then, and then the movie, go, and then the fake movie the, cuts. And the fake movie cuts. Here. This is what I'm talking about, Alex. Alex go. go away. <laughs> he committed so hard Real to these fucking bits. All right, Mini uh, Stew, just wait over there. I'll, I'll show you the room in a little bit. Okay. Oh, is there a food that Mini Me likes to eat? What, what do they get? He likes chocolate. Yeah, just chocolate. Like, it's like freaking you know, we, we don't have chocolate. We don't have chocolate. We're talking about chocolate. <laughs> Jesus. Do you want me to? Then he gets shocked. He gets shocked. He falls, he falls down. down. And then the moment we've all been waiting for, he gets, he up, gets up, turns around, and who is it, Jeff? John, John Travolta! Yeah. What? <laughs> You're telling me John Travolta's in this movie? <laughs> yes, he is! Covering basics. To join. What? Would just say what it is? They're fucking GI Joes, and they're like, they're like a version of like the losers, which is like the banana <laughs> yeah. twist of the movie. You're just like, this is like a buddy comedy. <laughs> this is a funny. What comedy. the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> they're yeah. like all in Hawaiian shirts, like drinking. <laughs> Sorry, I told Jeff this like, ends like a not, Fast this, and Furious. This was no, how it does. This was how like it was pitched. Like literally, the screenwriters in the room with the execs, right? And he's like, okay, so then they think that the murder was convicted by this guy, and they pin him on it, and they got him, and the movie's about to end, and they get him into jail, and and the producer's like, oh, okay, and they start to close their binders, and the writer does a line of coke, like, but then it gets worse. (laughs) James Vanderbilt, that's what billionaire cocaine can get you, man. Literally, is like James. But then there's another twist. James Vanderbilt says. He wanted to fool a certain type of moviegoer. He said, those who know, who like to say, I know who the killer is in the first 10 minutes. I mean, I wrote this movie for them. Well, listen, we all know I hate White Castle. (laughs) It's coming. (laughs) We all know I hate White Castle. Never had White Castle. Ever. If anyone likes White Castle on the show, like... I want you to sneak into your parents' bedroom and murder your own mother. What? (laughs) (laughs) No, don't do it. Don't Don't listen to him. (laughs) I am not condoning violence, but if you eat White Castle, that is violently horrible. That is a choice. That is a violent choice. That is a violent choice against the nature of humanity, and you should be shamed for it. Shame, shame, shame. Game of Thrones, shame. Do they have one?